Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and other. <laughs> Welcome to Blades in Gordy's library. I'm Gordy, and this is my uh, partner, associate, <laughs> co-owner of the library. <laughs> oh, oh, co-librarian. Co-librarian. This is my co-librarian, Blades. That's me. I'm doing a perfect British accent. Because we have read today, Jane Eyre, an autobiography. <laughs> Jane Eyre. Yep. Wait, what? Did you laugh at the way I said that? <laughs> I uh, have known it to be pronounced Jane Eyre. Oh, Jane Eyre. Hmm. Okay, yeah, you're you're super right. I, I screwed that up. <laughs> but uh, if we're already off to a start in this way, um, towards the end, there's another character uh, mm -hmm. who's named is St. John, or, is that right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, I just found oh, out this morning alert, by that the it's pronounced Sinjin. It's supposed to be. Uh, According but, to something I found on the internet, it's pronounced Sinjin. Um, maybe that's how it was back in the day, because the audiobook and <laughs> readers... I have an iPhone, so I have access to audio media. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I listened to the audiobook. Did they say St. John? St. John. She said St. John. And Jane okay. Eyre. She said Eyre. Jane Eyre. Okay. Kind of like how British people say mayor. Kind of, Meh. yeah. Just kind of Meh. like draw okay. it out, right? Okay, just like one long vowel. Okay. Yeah, so she could have been saying it right. It was like an old lady, and she had... The Jane Eyre voice, and then everyone else's voice. <laughs> and I'm going to probably switch between Eyre and Eyre the whole time. Okay. So That's just uh, mentally prepare, everyone prepare themselves for that. Yeah, so we're, we're going to like get into it. Uh, mm -hmm. But like her life is kind of crazy. It almost reads mm. like a novel. Because of how like... <laughs> yep like busted her beginning was and how everything mm -hmm. just kind of sort of fell into place for her at the end of her life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like karma or if that's like, or how an angel finally finding her who, who harmed her in her life met pretty terrible ends. <gasps> oh, are you saying she might've like orchestrated that somehow? And like, this is her way of like making sure people know that she did not, quote fingers uh set up people's downfalls because that would be amazing I mean, I mean this is something i want to touch on a little bit later but the i, I might uh, want to only talk about this is multiple references to jane not being a human uh, oh. might be considered in this oh. uh, being an elf being a fairy oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah not human Perhaps she did have a hand in orchestrating the terrible downfalls that uh, happened to literally anyone that hurt her. So, so let's let's go through um, chronologically. Sure. Uh, because that's how she did live her life. Um, <laughs> starting <Thanks>. off. On <laughs> a... <laughs> so um, she was orphaned. Uh, mm -hmm. She starts off the book as a ten-year-old. Mm -hmm. And uh, people constantly refer to her being small for her age. 
So mm-hmm. I and assume ugly. She, uh, well, uh, that goes without saying she's British, but um, <laughs> I assume she was starved. I mean, people yeah. are constantly like, "You are very small. You're eight years old." She's like, "No, I'm not. I'm ten. And uh, <laughs> I, that was like the number one thing I went towards because her older cousin, whose okay. name uh-huh. I forgot, like Paul, John, 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 I think. <laughs> She had a, a brother, oh no, sorry, a, a male cousin and two uh, girl cousins, and then her aunt. Yes. Uh, yes. Her, her aunt was not related to her. It's only through marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother's brother was Aunt Reed's husband, and uh, she, her uncle, before he died, made his wife promise to take care of Jane because he mm-hmm. loved his sister, and that means he loved his sister's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Reed hated Jane, hated her mm-hmm. because she wasn't cute. She wasn't mm-hmm. like all blonde curls like her other one of her daughters was. She mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, she was sullen for some mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> this orphan girl was for some reason kind of sad a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> liked didn't like uh, like the book opens up. They're wandering through a forest, like on just like a little family outing. And mm-hmm. this Jane's talking about how much she hates it because it's cold. She doesn't like her family. <laughs> so she's always excited I mean, to go back inside. Fair. There's no holds barred describing how terrible her siblings are. And I found that really interesting. Like, they're the worst. Her tension with her cousins comes to a head when John, her, her cousin, hits her. She retaliates, gets in huge trouble, and then is sent as punishment in a timeout to the Red Room. And this is where you get the kind of first tastes of the gothic uh, themes that you can see throughout the rest of the book, right? I want to take... You're right. uh, But I want to take a step back, because this wasn't just, like, childish, like, hey, you're ugly, you're dumb. This is, like... A fourteen-year-old boy going up to like what's essential, what like physically is an eight-year-old girl, and like throwing, he like pulled her to stand next to a door jam and then hit her in the head with a book, like mm-hmm. a, a like a, a like a hardback, heavy book, like books, a tome. Books weren't light back then. Tome is the mm-hmm. perfect word word that she just <laughs> used, and he hit her so hard her head snapped back and cut her head on the door jam. Mm-hmm. And then she says, like, hey, that sucks. Why did you do that, essentially? And then he gets so mad, he goes over there to hit her more. And mm-hmm. I was knocked out of my chair with how, like, hard this went from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was... it's pretty clear from the beginning that, like, her life is really terrible. <laughs> yeah, and this, it's not like... <laughs> It's like Harry Potter level terrible. It's like Exactly. And I was I was feeling the same thing reading it like wow, this is almost like when I was a kid and I was like, okay, I want to write a, a character who has the worst life ever. It's rough. Like it is you're you're immediately on uh, her side. Uh mm-hmm. you're immediately going to like the fact that she comes out of there with like all her fingers and doesn't have like a limp, I feel mm-hmm. like is mm-hmm. noteworthy. Right, and She's it's just kind of a little out ugly. of the like frying pan into the fire for her too, right? Well, 
Uh, I don't know. Um, well, like going into the red room, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. You were about to. Sorry, I wanted to touch upon like just how no how training wheels, no training wheels. Her life started off as. Uh, <laughs> so, so you want to talk about the red room? Where it only yeah, gets worse. Room, so she's sent to the red room as punishment for fighting back <laughs> with her cousin. And she's got to be at least three times her size. Her size, because he's described as fat. Yeah, I I uh, watched one of the movie versions. Oh, you really um, went hard on this. Yeah, I mean, I love watching these kind of old period piece movies. And yeah, all of the uh, John Reeds are big, ugly, stupid. Exactly what you would imagine. <laughs> Dudley. Dudley Vernon. Yep. Yeah, it's very Harry Potter, Dudley kind of relationship right from the get-go. And so she ends up being... Um, punished by going into this red room which is essentially untouched because it is the room that her uncle and their and her cousin's father died in Mm -hmm. so it's very spooky oh yeah Uh, and she kind of like she starts out okay she kind of no 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 she doesn't she she freaks out enough where she essentially passes out from like a panic attack she realizes uh, she sees like what she describes as like a light flowing through Mm -hmm. the room and like she said through the years i I figured out is probably just a lamp reflecting off a puddle or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and uh, but she's been like through so much and has a literal head injury by the Mm -hmm. way (laughs) so a little 10 year old girl stressed out has her panic attack and thinks there's a ghost around. Mm-hmm. And that panic attack leads to her, like, uh, it just essentially about... is her ticket out of there. Yeah. The doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. comes to check on her. Um, kind of, thank God for this doctor looking around being like, you know, I think this environment is unhealthy for her. She should leave. <laughs> um, Mrs. Reed is happy to get rid of her and to send her to the worst school that she can find. Literally the worst school she can find. Literally the worst school. I... Hundreds of miles away. Um, there brings the, the man in charge of the school to Brockle... the house. Uh, Hawk... What's his name? Brocklemore? Brocklemeyer? Brocklemeyer. Brocklemeyer sounds like a pretty evil name. <laughs> That's a pretty good I guess. <laughs> Broccoli. Yo, but this doctor, I think, is the only cool man she ever met in her entire, uh, her entire life. Let me think. Like every other man that she ever meets, like, treats her as like an inferior at best, or just like an object at worst, and at Mm -hmm. typical, I would say. Like Mm -hmm. he. Like, this doctor shows up, and he's like, oh, she, you're eight years old. No, I'm ten. Oh, like, this oh. is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it here? No, it fucking sucks. You see this head wound? It's like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe this is a bad environment for you. Yeah, you should get out of here. You're making up ghosts because you can't handle reality. But oh. it ends up working out in the long run, more or less. She ends up with her ticket out of there but at a cost mrs reed convinces the uh how would you say the owner of the school that jane is looking for it right now 
among among many things, the foremost being a liar. Yeah. Oh, it is Brucklehurst. Which is worse than Brucklemeyer, because yeah. there's a Hurst involved. <laughs> there's a Hurt, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, someone we haven't talked about uh, from her uh, original home. Uh, Bessie. What did you think Bessie. about Bessie? I see Bessie as wanting to do her best, but still having to follow her, like, boss's orders, more or less. Oh, you're you're giving her the just following orders excuse? I'm giving her the benefit of the following orders, which doesn't necessarily mean that she's a good person. I just explain her actions. So I interpret her because like the first thing that you said uh that gets said about Bessie is that she's not really much better than the Reeds. Uh mm-hmm. there's like a conversation she has with I think like a butler about how she's like just the worst. So uh I interpreted Bessie's character as just like unthinking cruelty because that's what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And then at one, she almost dies. <laughs> Jane yeah. almost dies because of uh, her panic attack and the ghosts and just all the mistreatment. So she almost dies. And then I think Bessie was kind of like, Oh, this is a human being. <laughs> this is a, this is a little girl whose family is dead and is horribly mistreated here. But she right, never so quite in the last few in the last few days. Bessie starts being like a little nicer, but it's never really, I think, enough to make up for. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a thing of where like being cruel, uncon, just like just out of habit was just a little too ingrained for Bessie. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I like eventually Jane meets her again. She's like, "Oh, Bessie, the best woman ever. I missed her so much," and that just felt super weird and wrong to me. I mean, I wasn't yeah, living her life. She was that, living her like, life, but Jane's forgiveness that comes up again and again. Oh, it does um, not stop. That doesn't stop, which is interesting. Her forgiveness, but also, I wanted to say a little bit about how um, Mrs. Reed points out that Jane is her worst trait is that she's a liar, right? Mm-hmm. But literally almost every other character in this show show just not not show it's a book almost well, every other character life. in this in this life yeah. of hers had like lies through their teeth about everything everything every person every character which is interesting <laughs> it really like the only thing what 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 Mrs. Reed's actual problem with Jane boils down to uh, jealousy mm-hmm. and that um, as her aunt, Jane will occasionally talk back or ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an element of guilt in there as well. Oh uh, yeah. That I think, I think that only comes like after right. a certain point. Because uh, the thing that she actually feels guilty for doesn't happen yet. This doesn't happen until she's like mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, so up until this point, Miss Reed is perfectly happy with the uh, the life she's given Jane. Mm-hmm. And it's not until uh, Jane actually says to her, like, you're sending me off to the school and I'm going to tell every single person who asks about you the that truth. you're just the worst person I've ever met in my 
out of the 20 people I'll meet by the end of my life, you're the worst. <laughs> she meets so few people. That's That comes up. I, I've got a note here where she's like, I've never actually seen a beautiful person before, but if I did, you know. Like I, I was like, wow, you back in the day, you really only did see so many people, huh? Jane's role in society. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because she's not a part of the Reed family. She doesn't really have access to the benefits of being in the upper class, despite essentially by birth, I guess it's essentially supposed to be there. But so she's not a part of the upper class, but then again, she's not really a servant either. So she doesn't really have a place in either stratus. Right. Right. Uh, she and... is, she does have it by like lineage and birth. Right. Did we find out what happened to her family's estate? I mean, uh, like her, like money. Yeah, like they're like her family was part of like the upper class, right? Maybe mm-hmm. not like like huge, Super. but like uh, they had to have land, right? Because the Reeds um, had land, and I think there was a. Si- what was it? I think like her um, later Sinjin explained it. Sinjin. But like um, what was it? Her mom was was her mom rich? And then her, yeah, so her mom was rich but her dad wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so when they married I think she got cut off? Oh. The mom did? And so I don't think she didn't, she didn't have any land, but due to like investments and whatever, she did have some money in the end, I think. Ah, okay. See, I, uh, there was, I, I listened to most of it while doing other stuff, but there right. was, there was one chapter where I like fell asleep and I couldn't um, remember where I stopped. I didn't really care for St. John as a person. No, so whenever he was talking, <laughs> I just every, every person, every, every man here is terrible except for the doctor. Doctor's the MVP. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, so throughout her life, you know, Jane kind of ends up straddling these two lines, um, or this one line between these two statuses. Mm -hmm. And that's... But like I said, except when she goes to Lowood. Yeah, Lowood uh, turns out to be like the best thing that ever happened to her, except... Uh, Yeah. All the windfalls she gets later in life. Okay, okay. So she goes to Lowood, mm-hmm. and at first it's pretty bad. Hey, Blades, what's Lowood? Lowood is the worst school in the country. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Reed made the effort to find the cheapest, the worst school that she could find. Uh, Any one that like where they've got you know. It's literally a physical punishment, school. like on the first. Yeah, exactly. She literally meets the people who like and respect her mm-hmm. for the because first of time. Her. For her, for the first time at Lowood, there's mm-hmm. Helen mm-hmm. and Miss. Oh, oh, Miss, what's her name? What was her name? We're so bad at names. Oh man, <laughs> Miss, Miss not... Temple. Yes, because I was like thinking to myself, oh, that's like a biblical thing, probably. Uh, <laughs> so I know that uh, I did I did just just very little research mm-hmm. um, into Jane Eyre's life, uh, mm-hmm. 
but she changed Lowood's name, I think, to avoid like uh, getting in oh, trouble. Oh, right. Um, but, but it's basically some this. Some people one... say that it's the same school that the uh, Charlotte Bronte went to, right? Uh, I don't know who Charlotte Bronte is. Oh, uh, sorry, Jane Eyre in real life went to. Well, yeah, Jane Eyre. I, I don't know where where uh, Bronte went, but mm-hmm. Jane Eyre changed the name to Lowood, and mm-hmm. like everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is I don't know uh, St. John's oh, School for school. Shitty Girls," yeah. and like th- everyone figured it out immediately. And she mm-hmm. had to apologize to the real Mr. Brocklehurst. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, A, do better. <laughs> like, the, the conditions are terrible here. You're eating $15 a, a year for food. Uh, the rooms are so cold that uh, they probably would have died at, during the winter if they weren't sharing beds. <laughs> Just for the body heat, like they have, they describe having like bowls in the the bedrooms to wash themselves with. That were and frozen those solid freezing in the morning. Over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at one point in Lowood, uh, what's it? Typhus. 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 That's it. Typhus. I think is like sweeps, a lung disease. Sweeps the school um, and kills a lot of the girls. I don't. Did and we get like a number or like a percentage? It was like. Oh, yeah, I think there was a percentage, like, a third or a half, yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of the girls died, and it brought enough attention to the school that there were some uh, inquiries, so to speak. And when people saw, like, how badly the girls were treated, uh, Mr. Brocklehurst gets his comeuppance. Which no, is he our... doesn't. He no, just, well... he's still on the board. They just make other people make the decisions for him. Mm-hmm. But he is, he ends up getting like unseated. But he still like has responsibilities for the school. He yeah, just doesn't have He's like the treasurer. All... Yeah. Which to be honest is the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact same. Yes, like that nothing, potentially nothing changed. I think mm-hmm. they just got more money to go to the school because mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh man, I got to I got to I got to chip these girls 20 bucks just to give them some shoes or something." <laughs> Right, but, they said like a lot of the wealthy people in the area started donating. But like it's it was just an embarrassment for him and he still mm-hmm. like didn't even lose his job. Mhm. Which is I mean that's just that's just 1800s. That's just that's just I mean, the times. Yeah. Or now. Well, people at least have a Twitter fight and get them get them fired from their job or something. <laughs> But what I thought was interesting about Lowood is that you've got, like, what I really liked about Lowood was the kind of foil between Helen and Jane. Oh, sure. Helen was a crazy character. (laughs) It was especially, like, in comparison to Jane. Right? Yeah. Like, so Helen's like this. Uh, honestly, I think she has like ADHD or something. Uh, she's like <laughs> in class, can't focus, felt that. Uh, but she'll focus like real hard on the stuff she likes. Ah, they... yeah. You're right. It is like the same symptoms of ADD. And they're like talking about how she's slatternly, which is a word that needs to come back into use. <laughs> <laughs> it just means messy and unkempt. And <laughs> that's my lifestyle. Yeah, so that was she's me. like, yeah. she's getting Especially like a, a. In school. She's getting like the red S on her uniform for slattery. <laughs> Slattern. 
but like she's her whole thing is I'm a good Christian girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I won't ever. She's I, I pay evil with good, and Jane's like, but then they're just gonna what keep doing evil. Talk? Yeah, and <laughs> I was I like, think, damn. Like, you know that conversation between Helen and Jane, where Helen is like, you just have to forgive them, and Jane's like, why? <laughs> was so telling and i think i remember that like forever i've got like all these great like would you not be and she was like oh wouldn't you be happier if you like tried to forget about it and jane's like no because then she's just gonna keep being shitty forever and if we did that for everyone then the world would be terrible that was that was real it was some real shit from a 10 year old girl (laughs) yeah that was great i was super proud of jane in that moment i think this autobiography Mm-hmm. is uh like i guess famous enough to mm-hmm. where uh, but mm-hmm. like i read a couple books back in like middle school or high school that mm-hmm. were basically this like this section of lowwood is just like copy paste change the names oh like with one character who's like you have to forgive and the other one's like no yeah like okay so like you know if a character is going to be named chris and there's like anything even vaguely religious going on, or even just like the bare minimum of symbology. Chris huh. is going to be in some way, shape, or form a Jesus character. <laughs> no, like for real. That's okay. just like a thing. And like Helen is like, I guess the closest thing you're going to get in 1800s to like a Jesus figure. Mm-hmm. And like the consumption. And again, this might just be because of the book, but like the consumption has like kind of like it's Martyr, it's like a tragic. Right? It's like a martyr thing. It's like a tragic beauty because you die so slowly and you just kind of get thin and then you're just you, dead. You have to, you have to accept that you're, you're coming death. It's not a surprise. Yeah. It's like this long, slow, like just ease on down into death. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of got like a, 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 almost like a positive, like, Oh that's quite, you have consumption. That's pretty sexy. That's I'm into this. Tell me more about the way you're gonna you know, die in a, a few what years. What a romantic way to go. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh, so this like I've read two or three books where there's a Jesus allegory kid who mm-hmm. dies to tuberculosis, and there's like uh, always meal uh, uh, one or two meal scenes where the meals are just terrible and something bad happens and the headmaster is always the worst so like in the one of the books that i remember is a kid named chris and chris didn't want to eat his pudding because his pudding skin because it's because it had a pudding pudding skin skin. and the headmaster had like a dog but the he's always got the dog next to him and he's like chris you better eat that pudding skin or we can't leave the great hall and then they just sat there for hours because chris wouldn't want to eat the pudding skin and the headmaster's like i put down an edict and then like it's midnight and then the dog just eats the pudding skin and then chris dies like two chapters later (laughs) oh god what is what book is this? I don't remember. <laughs> Readers, if you can, if that strikes a chord with you, send it to me. Uh, uh, let us know what that was. Put it in the iTunes review. <laughs> Five stars. The pudding skin. And um, I'll never look at it. <laughs> I'll never read that book again. But it definitely <laughs> happened, and I hated it. So I don't know if I that's mean, like just how the school system works. Like how everyone well, just like I, always had your I locker broken into in school. The, yeah, like the 
the tropes of like a, a, a difficult childhood. But what I thought was interesting, especially about Helen dying, was that Helen is what the school, like what Mr. Brocklehurst and these other teachers were trying to push. This like oh, 100%. being patient, being self-denying really like popped out for me. As long as and... you're not a slattern, then she's like the perfect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The fact that she's a slattern makes her a, a human, I guess. But the <laughs> Jesus the could have been messy. That... We don't have parables about how much he cleaned his room. <laughs> but the fact that she's the one who dies, like it's not Jane who gets sick. Right. It's the one who is living her life in quote unquote the right way. And who I, ends up going out. And it's the fact that this is an autobiography, so this was a real girl, is the <laughs> only reason why it's not like a Jesus allegory school kid. Because mm-hmm. she did turn the the other cheek, she did suffer, and she did uh, not necessarily die for Jane's sins, but she did die in a way that gave Jane, uh, Jane like kind of like strength and like... Mm-hmm closure because helen is her first friend <laughs> the first other person that she liked is helen and honestly her her only friend for many 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 years yeah arguably her 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 cousins later and i didn't even well, get that that's her, an interesting her and her cousins thing, were like, all that friendly well it was about being like-minded and i think that again this is something that comes up a lot for jane right from the beginning she doesn't have i mean we've talked we said she doesn't have friends but she doesn't have kin she doesn't have like-minded people right right and that's something that she's always kind of striving for even with you know helen they're they're friends but they're not really like-minded they have a few um, shared interests. Helen likes to read. Uh, Jane, well, books are her only friend. <laughs> yeah. And like, again, there's like another, she had another friend who uh, liked to answer questions. And Jane's like, I liked her because I would ask questions. And she would answer them. And that's how we got along. <laughs> she said she had like a handful of friends, but like only in the context of Helen being her best friend, which I thought mm-hmm. was really sweet, actually. Yeah. Oh, and then there was the teacher, Miss Temple, who also seemed a kind of like a like-minded person. She was just very kind. The amount of kind people that uh, she, uh, Jan, Jan, uh, Jane runs into <laughs> is uh, very limited, and it's all women, and most of them are in Lowood. The mm-hmm. only other one I would say would be uh, Mrs. Fairfax. Mm-hmm. And, like, her cousins were fine, but they seemed kind of weird. And it seemed kind of like, I don't know, it maybe just the way the lady was reading it to me, but she seemed, it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, we're work friends. We're, we're friends because we're near each other a lot. Like, we wouldn't hang out outside. Uh-huh. Of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, me and my wife. Well, but, but like, with, with her cousins later, you know, it, it for Jane, it was really, in like, kind of, how should I say? Like, like not the Reed's cousins. It was a different set. Not of the Reed's cousins. Her her new her new cousins. So spoilers. Um, but the book came out hundreds of years ago. But the her, almost two hundred. We're getting cousins, close to almost two hundred. Her 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 other cousins. 
you know, from the beginning, she was kind of marveling at how well they got along and how they had a lot of shared interests. Like they were all into like studying and they all liked reading and art and like they got along in that sense or they had similar interests. And so when it turned out that they were actually related, you know, I think that was really important for Jane to have like people who, you know, that she got along with people mm -hmm. who understood her. And I think that's why her relationship with Mr. Rochester is so interesting because they do get like, they have this like banter and like this kind of similar intellect, which I think like draws her to him because like, she's never really had anybody else like that before. Right. So I, I agree with you. Uh, what I would say is um, Jane Eyre is at least presented uh, in her own autobiography as kind of like a complete person. Mm -hmm. uh, she has interests. She's able to talk with people. She's able to be alone and she's able to enjoy both of those. She mm -hmm. has, she can solve her own problems to the best of her abilities, blah, 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 blah. She seems like a whole person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other people that she runs into seem to be lacking something and just kind of like solely focused on other things to try to make up for that. Mm -hmm. So um, her, her Reed's cousins, uh, mm -hmm. one uh, doesn't stop gambling. That would be John. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, he gets like a pretty bad. Oh, he has a rough go of, life it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of her cousins has like zero internal life. She is vapid, self-absorbed, uh, and is literally just a party girl. Um, mm -hmm. As much as you can be back in those days, I guess. <laughs> You're not doing blow. But uh, And her other cousin is like so like regimented and focused, and it's a 1 o'clock in the afternoon. This is when I read uh, the Bible. Now, 2 o'clock in the afternoon is when I do the taxes. Three o'clock is when I it's just 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 super. And I thought her like a speech to her sister condemning her to a life in hell. If she I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, this bitch is real. And then Jane off to the side, like these guys are crazy. Oh my god. But but like they're not they're not like full people. You know what I mean? Like she eventually mm -hmm. goes to be a convent because uh, that's what you did. That's what you did. Like she couldn't handle. Just like being a person, it had to be like she had to be a spreadsheet. <laughs> and her other cousins, whose uh, last names I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on, actually, uh, they're also like super like into learning and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they just they don't like talk about interests, or maybe they did, and I just don't remember it. But like I I feel like there's like oh yeah, I'm trying to learn German. Okay, what mm -hmm. do you like to do? Uh, I'm 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 learning German. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. I mean what else were you supposed to do back then I don't know man <laughs> but like I just I, I just feel like it's all trying to make a personality out of like two or three things that you have as opposed to like developing a way of thought does that make sense right and again I think that's what like draws her most to Mr. Rochester well yeah like he's twice her age so uh uh he's had time to like figure some stuff out but he's still oh. a busted ass dude <laughs> he's like he's not uh he's not super great he do, he constantly mm -hmm. 
He's. I can, wait, do we want to get there? Or do we want to keep talking about Lowood? Well, okay. Let Let's get there. All right. So Lowood, she ends up actually spending what was it seven like, eight years six years as a student two years as a teacher. Yep. yep. Before getting bored and wanting to move on with her life. Well, it's not that she got bored. It's uh, something I related to immensely was that Miss mm. Temple left. And with Miss oh. Temple being gone, she didn't want to be there anymore. And I've I've had people at jobs leave and then I'm like, oh, I'm I'm also done here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then moved on <laughs> to something mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Miss Temple got married and I don't think we ever got an age on her, but she's probably in her 30s, right? 20s, 30s, I guess. Oh, yeah, must have been. She must have been really young. She's either really young or got married late. Oh, okay. So I, this is what leaves, I would assume. And Jane's like, all right, I've had enough of this place. There's not a single person here I can talk to. I'm going to go out and seek my fortune somewhere else. Oh, and then it gets weird because she ends. She goes, okay, Mrs. Fairfax is requesting a um, governess for the mistress of the house. She goes all the way out there. Turns out Mrs. Fairfax isn't the mom or the grandma. It's the, uh, what would would you call the, uh, Uh, not matron, uh, like like maid in charge, head maid. Yeah. Basically she's in charge of the house, which again puts her at a higher rank than the other servants, Mm -hmm. which she brings up a couple of times. Like, Oh, you can't just like chat with the cook. You know, you have to keep a, professional distance so that they know their place and jane's like oh okay i also noticed she her her name is mrs fairfax mm-hmm. and uh, she had lost her husband i think not too long ago mm-hmm. um but mr rochester's he's mr something rochester he's mr he's mr whatever fairfax rochester yeah he, her husband mr fairfax was related to mr rochester's wife uh, mom i think Okay, I must have missed that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're they're distantly related, but not enough for it to mean anything. <laughs> Close enough to where he gives her a job, I guess. Close enough to get her a well-paying position, but not close enough to actually earn her any anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what did you think of Adele? Uh, she seemed like she was five or six. That's yep. That's that's as far as I took that. So, I thought it was uh, really interesting how they kept uh, really separating England and France as completely separate places where French people are like this and English yeah. people are much better than them. British people walk like this. French people walk like this. Like, it's... I mean, that's... What else are you going to do back then, right? I mean, you can literally <laughs> swim across that channel. It's... It's got to be like, what, an afternoon sail to get from England to France? I mean, people swim across it all the time. I don't know about all the time, but people drive all it. All the time. People oh, drive yeah. it. But like, yeah, there. Uh, so Adele is like this five or, five or six-year-old girl mm-hmm. who was uh, born in France. She speaks broken English, at least initially. Mm-hmm. She speaks broken English and uh, super French. And mm-hmm. she came with a maid from France who... Oh, was Sophie? Yes, and she doesn't talk to she doesn't like Jade doesn't talk to Jade at all, which I mean I like how Sophie only talks to Adele and that's it. I thought like, that was pretty funny. There are literally three people who speak French in that uh, that house four 
There's Mr. Rochester, Jane, Adele, and Sophie. And Sophie will not talk to one of the four. <laughs> so, uh, Sophie I thought that was the fun. the worst uh, hand out of everybody, I feel like. Yeah. The only person she could talk to is Adele. Maybe they were, uh, <laughs> maybe the reason she's a maid is she's dumb, and that's like, you know, mental equals with it. I don't know, man. That's I thought it was weird. Um it is weird. Uh, so Adele, it were revealed, is uh, born of a French ballerina. Uh, and we find out from Mr. Rochester that uh, – what was her name? Selena or Celine? Celine, something like that, yeah. Celine uh, was her mother, a ballerina, and uh, he had been uh, patroning her for a few months. Well, it would have you to know, be uh, at least a year probably. Mm-hmm. Due to uh, the nine months that it takes to make a baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's in France patroning her for a year. And uh, he mm-hmm. like shows up in the apartment he gets for her. Doesn't live with her because he's a rake. And uh, shows up in her apartment unannounced. She walks in with some military man. And mm-hmm. uh, they just make fun of uh, Mr. Rochester. And how ugly and, he is. And how ugly he is and how dumb he is and all that other stuff. So he stops paying for her lifestyle and uh, pops a and bullet. And she dies? No, she runs off with somebody. Okay. And leaves uh, Adele with him, who he, oh, okay. she claims is her right. is his daughter, but uh, he says it looks nothing He's like him. He's looking at her, and it's, I mean, everyone knows that ain't his kid. I mean, ugh, whatever. Um, I mean, uh, I'm not saying that. He, it's not possible, but I, I am willing to believe that it's not even his kid. He's supposed to be like a super like dark haired brunette and Adele's like all and like uh, ugly. blonde curls. And she's just this like beautiful, perfect child. There's no resemblance whatsoever. I think he says the... it. He, he says she looks exactly like Celine. Mm-hmm. So maybe Celine's just got really powerful genetics. Yeah, but you're not, you don't, blonde hair doesn't beat brunette <laughs> very often. You know what I mean? It did for me and my sister. Well, actually, maybe you should do some 23 and me just to find out. <laughs> Could be a Mr. Rochester situation. Uh, I'd like to come in, come into an inheritance. Yo. But, um, anyway. So they're so, in, uh, this place is called Thornfield. And you Thornfield. hear that word thrown about all the time. Mm-hmm. Because that's it's where about uh, let's say sixty percent of the book takes place, and right. not a lot happens in that sixty percent of the book. I would say. I mean, honestly, what else is there to happen? You're you're living on the grounds of this house, out literally in the middle of nowhere. The nearest town is not a town; it's a church and an inn. I, I think those and... are technically called like hamlets. Sure, sure. It's like it's like they have like all these different designations for like what you call a British place, depending on population and whether or not there's a church. <laughs> and I think if it's like two hundred people or less and uh, a church, it's like a hamlet. It's a hamlet, okay. It could be. I could be completely off base, but um, and, and Mr. Rochester owns the entire area, or his family does, but he's up up until this point of the story, he just is never really there. He's always I mean, traveling around. I mean, would you want to be there, knowing what we know I mean, about him knowing, and what's knowing here? Knowing the situation, I would also 
I can I'll I can understand what he's what he's doing. So that makes it all the more kind of startling when he does show up and makes <laughs> makes a pretty ba- they both make a pretty bad first impression. Well, she, he actually before she even like met met each other properly on the road, mm-hmm. he would mm-hmm. like spent an evening and like watched her like a real creep, he said. Mm-hmm. Like he's just watching her play with Adele, and then she would leave, and he'd be like, "Oh, but like there was something about you." And ah, oh, you just like you... stared out the window for like thirty-five minutes. Amazing! <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> I could just see your mind whirring. So, like, that's fucking weird, Mister Rochester. <laughs> um, but uh, how did they meet? Uh, you know, like ostensibly, how does she think they meet for like a large part of the book? <laughs> The first time that they uh, interact with each other uh, face-to-face, Jane is on her way to deliver some letters because she's like... When's the phone really... to get invented? And um, to, you know, it's like a five-mile hike or whatever into the nearest town or whatever. So she's on her way, and... Some That's like guy, a several hours uh, walk, by the way. Yeah, and she's yeah, like she leaving at the night. Whole afternoon. Yeah, she was asking for trouble, but <laughs> some guy and his huge dog, like what? What? His horse falls and he gets thrown off the horse. Yeah, he hit some black guys. And he's ice. like, ah! He hit some black guys. Like, he didn't have chains on his tire. He didn't have chains on his horse's hooves, and. Jane's like, hey, man, are you okay? And he's like, don't touch me. And she's like, I'm not going to leave until I'm standing up. And he's like, fine. I did like her being scared of the horse, though. I thought that was pretty funny. Yo, horses are huge and scary. and like, I don't, I don't blame her. You don't come back from getting hit by a horse. Nah. Oh, and the whole time. Some alterations. The whole time, uh, he's like... We alluded to this earlier. He's like, you're a witch. You cursed me. You fey <laughs> creature. How dare you make my horse fall on this ice that I didn't see? Uh, and she says something along the lines. He's like, how do I know you're not fey, a fey fairy? And she's like, well, don't you know all the fairies left England like a hundred <laughs> years ago or whatever? And this is whatever bad shit that first insane. taste of Jane just like being able to hold her own in conversation. And I love that. <laughs> like she, this is like, we're, we're, we're starting to get like a taste of what adult Jane is like mm-hmm. at that point. And I think that's the first where she's like, Oh, don't you know all the, all the elves have like left England because it's just so boring here. <laughs> I, think, I think she called them the little green men or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The green gentle. I don't know. Something like that. But like, I, she said that, in a t- in a way that just seems so matter of fact, and I lost my mind. No, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. Okay, you're back. Okay. But yeah, so yes, you just said that so matter of factly, and I lost <laughs> my mind because that is the most bananas thing to just say to someone on the road after they mm-hmm. had a car accident. <laughs> to to stranger, this complete stranger. I, 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 like, like, what's the, uh, I want to read about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to and hear about her having a conversation. This is my, my favorite trait of Jane's is her, her like integrity. Like if anyone's trying to, like at this point, like adult Jane 
someone's like trying to like knock her down a few pegs and she's like what are you talking about and just like lays waste to them in that way and i really like that oh there you are can you hear me yeah i can i can hear you now okay i don't know what's going on (laughs) i did not have problems until uh we started this yeah jane has the ability to hold her own even if that person is clearly um, of a higher status than her. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect that. I, I do think that is because she is, like, educated. Mm-hmm. And she is, like... She's, like... I think she's got enough of, like, peerage blood in her to where you couldn't just, like... I don't know, like, kill her for being insubordinate. I don't know how the laws, the laws were back then. But, mm-hmm. like... Like, she's got just enough sway to be, uh, to at least get a warning, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the benefit of straddling the, that line that we were talked about earlier. Yeah, that weird little line she lives in. Mm-hmm. And she describes herself essentially as like a, uh, kind of like a teapot that builds up pressure. And then she mm-hmm. just kind of lets out those, uh, sassy little lines she delivers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got some good ones. That ain't bad. I, I I was listening to some like well, like doing dishes or whatever, and I was like, mm. "Oh damn, get him, Jane!" <laughs> yeah, and definitely this first time where she's like, "Yeah, I'm not. I can prove that I'm not an elf, and it's because all the elves left hundreds of years ago." The most batshit insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, that's I what can't you gotta get do, over right? That. Like match, match the insanity with insanity, right? Yeah, yeah. Rub rub his face in it, kind of? Kind of, yeah. Especially when you find out that he already knows that she's... He's already peeped. Whatever. It's... How do you, how do you like Mr. Uh, uh, Rochester? I think, personally, if I were to meet him, I wouldn't like him one bit. No. He seems terrible. He seems like a horrible person. I'm not... Like, he, he seems to relish in his intellect and as someone who um has had like a pretty rough go of it in his life in so far as his perspective goes and how like he's ugly and how he doesn't like he's had all this bad stuff happen to him i think that's like his what what should i say like his like his excuse his excuse his like I want to say safe place, but like his his like last line of defense. Well, is his intelligence and his, his wit? His intelligence. I'm not saying Jane Eyre is stupid, but she, her education is literally as cheap as you can get it. Mm-hmm. And she's able to stand on equal footing with him. <laughs> you know, like I'm That's not a good saying. Point. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to put her down. But that's mm-hmm. like saying this high school graduate is uh is as learned as you uh MIT Twice her graduate. age and yeah. much traveled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you're right. If you if you ran across this gentleman, glad he's dead. Uh if you ran across <laughs> this gentleman, he would just be like the worst part of the party that you went to. Mm-hmm. And I, it's he okay so like oh should we just say what his what his whole deal is 
I mean, like I said, it can't be spoilers if it came out 200 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could look it up at the various registries and all that. So uh, he's had an older brother, and his family was rich and landed, and Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have enough money for both brothers to get the inheritance. And the father refused to split the land between the two of them to, like, uh, weaken the land, right? Just in case. Weird to me, but whatever. Um, uh, so he essentially set up. He, he he decided he wanted to like just get a big a dowry as possible. And again, this is like the third time a dowry's come up in our in our podcast. Three episodes, three stories, <laughs> talking about how fucking crazy dowries were. But uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. So for Mark Twain, he got his wife his his wife's dad paid for their house yeah his wife's his wife's family was rich um and then what was it for uh so in um what's his name in benjamin franklin in benjamin franklin's it was uh his the first so he he liked the woman he eventually married i think her name was sarah uh uh he left before like dowries could be like discussed to go to england and then when he oh, came yeah. back, it was that other girl, and he wanted a bigger dowry from her, or she, her family didn't want to pay out a big dowry or something. And he's like, no, I want the money. And they're like, no, you're not getting the money. And then he's like, fine, I'm not going to marry her. <laughs> then it just left, left the relationship for the Good dowry. <laughs> so Mr. Rochester's father, Mr. Mr. Rochester, mm-hmm. uh He's like, yeah, we just need a big dowry for my youngest idiot son. Send him off to Jamaica. Uh, so I think he married. Uh, uh, I think she was. I think like alluded to. She was like half black, half like probably she British. She was Creole. Yeah, which is so. Yeah, she's got a maybe not half and half, but she's got a. She's actually white. Oh, wait, no, I, I think thought she... that. I think she was um like a like a plantation owner, like the daughter of a plantation owner. I thought Creole referred to. That's just the like uh, like the French who were in that area. Oh, I thought that meant you were mixed I race. Think. No, I'm, that I'm you're thinking of Googling that. I think it. you're thinking of the language, which is. Uh, I mean, I think you can. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. Like, no, the, his his wife is white. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm looking at a person of European ancestry born in the West Indies. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was under the impression she was a mixed race lady. And the family was like, oh, we need to, uh, I don't know, like, whiten us up to get us better prospects. Because that's, <laughs> that's just the like world. Par for the course. So that's what I thought that was. I misunderstood. Um, but she is and, described as being like uh, tall and dark, like dark skinned, mm-hmm. dark hair. She's got dark hair, yeah. But I mean, so, she could be, you know, Italian. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's even Mr. Rochester described as dark. Say. I've got a lot to say about her, so we'll we'll get back to her later. Okay. Well, we're going to get to her now. Um, so he gets sent off to Jamaica and gets mm-hmm. married to her pretty quick, and then mm-hmm. after the marriage. He mentions uh, he, that he never really had a chance to talk with her, to spend the time family. with her by herself. Before yeah, like everyone's just like buying through. him drinks and like sticking them in a room together, and mm-hmm. 
he finds out that her family's uh matrilineal matri the girls in his in her family um, <laughs> go crazy mm-hmm. uh and that his wife is like running all around town uh drinking and whoring not whoring but uh that's not what you do back then uh <laughs> just catching whatever she can and he's like oh damn i got a really bum deal mm-hmm. and then uh his family dies so he would have got the land anyway mm-hmm. and then his wife goes crazy and mm-hmm. like he describes like being in their mansion with like thin jamaican walls and like he can hear her screaming his name and like cussing him out from like a couple rooms away, mm-hmm. and it like gets to him and he opens the window and the mosquitoes are bothering him, so he <laughs> yeah. so he almost like just pops himself in the head with one of his pistols right mm-hmm. then and there, but then he's like, nah, I felt a I Europe- don't want to die in Jamaica. <laughs> I felt a European breeze on the wind <laughs> is is how he describes it. So he. <laughs> So he admits to basically like uh putting her in a cage and like going back across the the ocean and, and like he's got this really like interesting complex about it where he's like, Well, I didn't put her into an um, asylum. That would be too cruel. I just locked that would her be in too the cruel. attic. I just locked her into one room where she only interacted with one person for the rest of her life. You know, the kind thing to do. The better thing to do. So, yeah, he, like, sneaks her back into into, America. Uh, Sneaks her back into England and, like, locks her up. And, like, every now and then Jane will hear her, like, cackle or laugh. Right. uh, So the whole time that Jane is in this house, this estate, on the third floor in the attic, there's a woman locked up. Super, super dark. There's that but, gothic element, the like supernatural yeah, parts that are so fun. Uh, she apparently only ever gets out three times, but Mr. Rochester makes it sound like she gets out a lot. And on those three times, she tries to set Mr. Rochester on fire. Completely <laughs> understandable. Jane, uh, Jane saves him. Yes. Uh, oh wait, no. Second time is when yeah. she bites her brother and sucks his blood. She uh, gets him with a knife too. She does. She says she bite. He he said she stabbed him and bit him. Yeah. And she's kind of described like a Dracula style vampire, like really pale. Yeah, she's I been think in like, an attic. I I remember in the movie, but I I'm pretty sure it was in the book as well, where I think like, Adele or someone was talking about like vampires. Yeah, it comes up. So she's got like the puffy, like the big puffy purple lips, uh, like the red eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like she when she's first like like discovered, isn't she like running around all fours in her cage? Yeah. So wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Oh, we are, right, we, so, are we are, we are, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where were Jane, we? Uh. <laughs> let's go back. Jane has this uh, starting this relationship, this kind of like bantery you know, matched intellect relationship with Mr. Rochester mm-hmm. and Jane loves it. <laughs> yeah. This is like, like the first person who'll like snipe back and mm-hmm. that is fun, but I feel like the way he is as a person sucks. And like, I get the idea of like, ha ha ha. 
uh, we insult each other, but we love each other, and it's fun. Uh-huh. It's that's a great trope. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But like, I don't think it works here with a master servant relationship. And, and with like, uh, he con- eighteen, and he's forties. He's forties. I don't. Yeah. I think in the book she like doesn't get past one. I think like most like once she gets out of Lowood, I think everything happens in the space of like six months to a year. So she doesn't yeah, even it hit twenty. All really fast. That's a good point. So like this is all just like with it. She does not hit twenty while he's in his forties. Um. And like, there's like too much of a power dynamic between her and him, and like he sends her away, and he's like cold and like. He doesn't know, like, it, it It felt to me, listening to it, like, mm-hmm. just playing with a toy, but, like, professing his love for her and all that, but, like, even at any right. point, he could just in, be like, here's every... 60 bucks, get out of my way. Exactly, and in every point of their relationship, he's toying with her. You know, at the beginning, he's like, all right, well, sit down and entertain me with your wit. She's like, uh, what? And then later, you know, he's oh, where he dresses up as the oh, the, uh, the, oh, that was a fun scene. Loved that. That was pretty fun. But <laughs> okay, like, it's so... wrapped up in this whole shitty thing with uh, Bertha. Oh, uh, you mean what's her name? Miss Wait, Ingram? is Bertha his actual wife? Bertha's his actual wife. Okay, uh, Blanche. Blanche. Blanche, that's right. Okay, so Blanche is another woman that a socialite. Dies, a socialite. Of his um, of his level ish. I loved I think she was a really interesting character. Like she's described as like being super tall and like almost Amazonian with like really dark hair and like a long neck and like strong features. And she pretty much just dominates every single person in this party and she kind of sucks too (laughs) she's no and it's and like i think i there's a point where oh it was really interesting jane's like man if and and jane's worried that for for a good reason that this is the man like there that um miss ingram blanche miss ingram and mr rochester are going to get married because and he keeps saying that they're going to get because married. He keeps, and he keeps that telling gonna, people yeah. that they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. And he's doing all of the, like, you know, courting things that they're supposed to do. And Jane is considering Miss Ingram and, like, trying to decide whether or not she's going to be jealous. And she's like, she's very beautiful. She's, she's, you know, she can sing. She can play the piano. She can do all this stuff. She's rich. And I think she's, she's like, I She's kind of like the antithesis of Jane Eyre, actually. I, yeah, and Jane's like, she's small I and would... pale and... Exactly, exactly. Jane's like, I would be jealous, except she just sucks. She sucks. And so I'm just mad. <laughs> like, or, or like, rather, she would, she would accept... She would accept that Mr. Rochester would marry Miss Ingram because Miss Ingram is, you know superior than Jane and all the this way and that way and the other. But Jane's like, nah, man, I'm like way smarter than her. And she's just a huge bitch. Like, this is stupid. Like, I don't want them to get married because I'm better and I have a better relationship with Mr. Rochester than than she does. And I thought that was really interesting too. Jane just being like, hold on. 
this is stupid. I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not going to like accept this relationship because I'm a better fit. And the whole time she's thinking to herself, I'm a better fit. There's like looming in the back of her mind. And they mentioned this a couple times mm -hmm. that Mr. Rochester marrying her is not mm -hmm. only a, like a romantic threat that she's mm -hmm. like not going to be jealous about, but like, it's also a financial and like right. livelihood threat because it's they keep pointing out clear. Mm -hmm. that Adele and Jane will not be living in this house if he gets married to Blanche. Mm -hmm. Adele will go to a school and Jane will have to go to what, Ireland? Yeah, he tried to send her to yeah Ireland. Yeah, he's Which like, well, you could always go to Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, and I was like, man, that sounds great. Like, what a beautiful view. Jane, you'll love it. Oh, wait, no, I think this might be like potato famine years. Ooh. Oof, I might yeah. be wrong about that. Also, Irish <laughs> people had a real hard time in England. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So there's a lot of modern day England. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ireland would be nice, <laughs> but uh, probably that's a, not there. You make you make a really good point, and 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 Jane's concern being like, if she goes to Ireland, she's never coming back. She's never going to see any of these people ever again. And that's a good point. Like, you don't make that journey twice. No, making journeys back then was hard. Yeah, as, as proven multiple times, like, I'm like, England's not even that big. It is not that big. <laughs> it takes her like four days to get, and this is like, the, they're not even going from city to city. This is just like within the countryside. Yeah, this is like within, uh, like, your neighbor's, like, in terms of land. Like, this is the Mr. Rochester's land and then his neighbor's land. And that's like basically all that she covers. Yeah, her world, that's a really good point. Her, her world, world is, is so, so small. small. Mm -hmm. There's so many, there's so few names in this. Yeah. It's, it's like, she meets less than a dozen right. men, I think. And like, she would have met a lot of girls. Because there's like 80 girls at the uh -huh. school, plus the teachers. But like, I think there's less than a dozen named men. And all of mm -hmm. them suck. <laughs> Except, <laughs> Except for the doctor. The doctor, Mr. The doctor Dr. was cool. Lloyd. Yep. Uh, MVP, Dr. Lloyd. So, uh, where were we? Um, talk about Bertha. So, yeah, talk about that. Uh, uh, really Ingram, cool, uh, like, the best scene that in, in the book, I think, was the uh, the fortune teller scene. I, I, it's up there for me, too. So, the context oh, no, did we is... we lose each other again? No, I got you. So, I think Ms. the Ingram... fortune teller scene was the best scene that Mr. Rochester was in. I... I'm going to go out there and on a limb, and I'm going to say that. Let me think. I agree. I did not like Mr. Rochester at all. <laughs> I think this is the best scene, and I think one of my favorite scenes in the in the book. So, sure. let's see. Miss Ingram and uh, the party are all at uh, Mr. Rochester's house, you know, because that's what you did back then. Mm -hmm. And it's quite like a lot of like people. For like a week, right? They had like a week yeah, long yeah. rager. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how, like, this is a kind of, like, that's what people, that's what the rich people did back in the day. Like, you would go to so-and-so's estate for two weeks, and then you would go to so-and-so's estate for two weeks, and then that's how you entertained yourself. Um, I mean, that does sound fun. Like, it, I mean, your liver honest, can't survive, yeah. but, like, if you like these people, then that's, right? that sounds like a blast. Right. We should start doing that. I need a bigger house. Yeah, I was about to say, we do not have the space. 
<laughs> someday, someday when I have a huge estate, please come over for a few weeks. When when All our right. library starts making us uh, like Squarespace <laughs> square space money, that's when we'll uh, that's when we'll start inviting. That's when I'll start investing in my land. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, everyone's all over at the Rochester estate, Thorn, Thorn, what's it called? Thornwood. Thornwood. And they're all having a great time. They were playing like charades. Um, Did you know charades is that old? I had no idea charades was that old. that old. old. It's, it's just, the concept is simple. It is. But, but I, like... I did like how they were, instead of like playing out, they were like playing out, uh, they would act out famous characters you're like oh it's you know cleopatra and whoever some guy mark anthony maybe yeah i but feel like it's all very based on uh a very small pool of references and... yeah didn't have movies. everyone's only read like five books yeah because there are only four <laughs> and so anyway um everyone's hanging out and it's they were oh everyone's disappointed because the weather is bad, which kept them from going down to the river to catch up the to, to watch some traveling people. Um, so everyone's disappointed and staying at home and just kind of like sitting around and being bored. Also, Mr. Rochester is missing. I, he went out to do some business and no one's seen him. And, but for some reason, like Jane's been like Jane's Jane's been obligated by Mr. Rochester to just stand around in the parlor during these parties, despite one, not knowing a single person in this group. Two, everyone hates her. Three, no one will speak with her. But And it's super intentional for all of those reasons that he did that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like a gentle teasing or like just kind of like snarking at each other. It's like acts of cruelty. Mm-hmm. That he puts on the people around him, mm-hmm. purely for his own inner. Like she doesn't get. There's not like a reward. There isn't like a catharsis from this. It's. I'm gonna put you in a really uncomfortable position, for as and long as I can get you to you. do it. And then she leaves. And he's like, "Why are you leaving?" And she's like, "I'm tired." <laughs> um, but anyway, so she's just sitting there, kind of reverting to her child self by just like sitting in a window, just like trying um, to not exist. That's a really good point. And, That's a really good point. Right, I was thinking that too. And I did not so think about then, that. Good job. One of the uh, servants of the house comes in and says, oh, "Everyone, there's a uh, fortune teller, like an old fortune teller woman. You know, she's knocking on the door and she won't leave until she's giving given everyone their uh, their fortunes." And of course, everyone's like, um, don't let her in. She's going to steal everything. And everyone's going <laughs> against it until Miss Ingram's like, wait, this sounds interesting. I will do it. And everyone's like, oh, that's such a good idea. Let's do it. It's going to be so fun. The fortune teller woman is allowed in, into a, a side room. And her stipulation is that uh, the women must come in individually. Only women, and he'll give them, or, or sorry, she'll give them uh, their fortunes. What I thought was really funny was Miss Ingram leaving the room, getting her fortune read, and then coming back in a visibly bad mood, mm-hmm. um, refusing to to speak with anyone, <laughs> and just like reading a book for the rest of the evening. 
And I think she so says she something along the lines of, yeah, I wouldn't trust what she says. Yeah, this is stupid and anyway. then, like, pouted super horde. <laughs> so and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> at one point in the book, Mr. Rochester admits that uh, he lets Wait, 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 slip... I haven't, wait, 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 oh. wait. I haven't given the spoiler yet. <laughs> no, no, so... no, no, like, no, this is, like, it, this is part of it, though. This is, like, mm-hmm. this isn't a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And if it okay, is, I'll cut it out, and we'll use the power of bad, of uh, editing. Okay, got it. But but uh, at one point, uh, Mr. Rochester says that he like lets her find out that uh, he doesn't have as much money as they think as he does. As she thought he does. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is like him getting that. This is like part of how he got that information. Oh, I'm almost positive that's what it was. Okay. So I, I don't think they ever said when, but I didn't know if I didn't know if like someone knocked on her door and was like, "Oh, by the way, that guy you're thinking about marriage." He only <laughs> like got ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It, what? And then okay. So then the other three girls go. They get something. You know, they're they're all happy and tittery about it later. But then the lady, the the fortune teller, refuses to leave because there's one more woman, and she can tell. Um. That that final woman is Jane. Can smell the desperation of, an, smell, of a single can woman. Smell a single woman left uh, using her fortune telling ways, and so Jane goes into the room, sees this fortune teller woman, and then the fortune teller woman just proceeds to just go on and on and on and on. And frankly, I don't really remember too much of uh, what. I think it was all like. Uh... You're a very silly girl, and you're superstitious, and you're lovelorn, and Jane's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just like, ref- they're just trying to, like, refute each other and, like, uh, get one over on each other. Because I think Jane mm-hmm. is, like, completely uninterested in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, like, the fortune teller starts smoking a pipe, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave the leave the rest to you. I mean, it comes, basically, I get the feeling that the fortune teller, like, essentially gets out that Jane has feelings for Mr. Rochester, that Jane kind of, in a roundabout way, admits to it, and then on further observation, Jane's like, wait a second, you look familiar, let me see if I can find the, uh, the quote. I don't know. I, I just feel like this was a long time ago. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I'll wait for you to, you, if you find it. Mr. Rochester, uh, much ado's about nothing's her. <laughs> and uh, he's the fortune teller. And he's mm-hmm. been... And he's, he's all a, like, help me take this stupid thing off. Let me out of this. He uh, already knows all... He can tell people... Tell things about people because he knows them personally. Because he knows them personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told uh, Blanche what we think he told her, uh, probably. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh yeah, Virgos and Taurus, and this relationship's gonna be bad for you to her. Mm-hmm. And which is why she pouts and doesn't talk <laughs> to anyone, and probably said some, uh, probably said some real shady stuff to the other girls, which is why they're all having a good time and giggling. And then this is just like his ability to like his chance rather to 
check how much okay. uh, Jane is into him and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just again just kind of pull like a prank like, this isn't like a super rough prank like, I mean I think it's her... a pretty good prank like uh, as far as like spending time in the in those days you know you know I don't know what you have to do cuz I assume he has a beard or like a mustache cuz that's what they all had back then Oh I think looking at it he's like got like a bandage and like the hood pulled like around his head and is he just is he just doing I don't know. I don't know how you how you do one of these much ado about nothings back then because they don't have like spirit gum. Like, I, like <laughs> there's no party city there. You know, she's. I don't know where he got the shawl. I think he just um, wraps like a scarf around his head and calls get a it a rug. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he uh, he rumbles her. This is a pretty good prank. Like if mm-hmm. this was the level of stuff he did, then Mister Rochester would be a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. But like. He like just plows uh European girls for months at a time in a time when like that essentially ruins them for mm-hmm. a marriage. Like uh he's mean to people. He like doesn't really he brought Adele with him, which because no one else is gonna take care of her. That's that's actually pretty legit of him. But like he doesn't actually like her he doesn't like spending time with her no he Uh, tells her to her face that she's annoying and she shut up so like and it's and i don't think he really gets any moments of like he gives her a present and she's like oh my present my present and then he like gives her permission to open it but she has to open it over there and he specifically brings in miss fairfax to talk to her who doesn't know french uh so that she can talk to someone about her present that's not him yeah, while well, he's like interrogating Jane, mm-hmm. and he calls her Janet. Did it weird you out when he called her Janet? It definitely uh, threw me, but I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense if you add like an et on the end of something to make it like a uh, cute. Well, I I thought Janet was uh like I thought Jane was the short version of Janet. And I told my producer about that. My producer's like, no, that can't be true. <laughs> uh-huh. So I looked it up. And, uh, like, that's, it's the diminutive form. So yeah, it's that's, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, adding, like, like, E at the end of something. It's like Jane Chan. <laughs> and I was Jane like, Chan. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just weirded me out the first time he said it. And he like, does hey, it a wait. couple of times, yeah. I was like, maybe I was doing the audiobooks. So I was like, maybe I heard that wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe she floated to the next word. Maybe she's a little drunk reading this, and then he just kept doing it. Yeah, it's his thing. A diminutive, Janet. I learned about diminutives, but uh, yeah, he fortune tells her. He fortune tells her up. He, yeah, uh, he fortune tells her feelings for him out of her. <clears throat> so he's like, all right, cool. Got, um, I know what's going on with Jane. I know what's going on with Miss Ingram now. And so, and then so later, he corners Jane. Like, on a walk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's being real mean to her. He's like, he's "Yeah, I'm gonna have to like, get rid of you. You're gonna have to go to Ireland and yeah, starve." She's like, and she's like, "Yeah, that would be she's like, pretty shitty. Like, I don't want to do that." Isn't she crying or like trying not to cry? She's trying not to. Yeah, she does a lot of trying not to cry, and like she's usually pretty successful, but not all the time. It's usually there's a lot that happens to this poor girl. Um, 
she's a pretty strong broad, but uh, like yeah, a lot of a lot of real real poor behavior from Mister Rochester. Yeah, and then you get this, you know, he's basically playing her until the last moment. Yeah. And, like, he's like, you, you, you know, he's like, okay, you have to go to, you know, if I were, if I were to marry Miss Ingram, you'd have to go to Ireland, you know, I'd send Adele away. Like, would that, like, bum you out? And she's like, of course it would bum me out. I don't want to leave. And he's oh, like, he, and then she, a... she has this, like, really, he's like, well, then stay. And then she's got this really great monologue of how she's like, no, I have to go. Like, you, do you think, like, what's it, like, about, like, do you think I'm a robot? Or not a robot, an automaton? Where she's just, like, dancing to his, uh. Dancing his all his little pranks and plays and stuff. Right, 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 right. Because she's like, I can't stay with you married to Miss Ingram. What would I be then? Uh, you think I would just like be just like this pretty thing that you keep around? I'm not even pretty. She just, like she becomes very aware of like her situation with him and mm-hmm. uh, Blanche, mm-hmm. and like I don't. I guess there would have to be like an awareness the whole time just because of that line we keep talking about and all of her past. But like she suddenly like this is the conversation where she really seems to hone in on Mm -hmm. what she is and like what her. Eventually, like she starts talking about how like her her status as a woman and as a person is starting to rely and like almost entirely upon marriage and Mm -hmm. that marriage being either hers or his to someone else. Mm-hmm. So like spoiler alert, uh he eventually just like almost makes her cry a dozen times and then's like, "Stay, I love you. Uh you I'll marry you, not Blanche." And she's like, "Okay, fine." But then she like purposely... No, she thinks she thinks that he's like joking. Yeah, because he's shitty. <laughs> he sucks and he only lies to her. He's been well, like literally, he's time. like, I like, I want, like, it's you that I want to marry, and then it literally, she said, like, she didn't say anything because she thought he was mocking her. This man that she fell in love with and wants to marry, she uh-huh. can't trust what he says. Um, but eventually, uh, she agrees to marry him, and mm-hmm. she has to spend like, I think, a, a whole month. Because he wants to be like, okay, we're getting married. We let's should get bone married down. tomorrow. Let's bone down. No, like after that, he's like, let's bone down during the. We're gonna be together. It's fine. And she's like, no, I have to like maintain my purity because what if, what if we, uh, what if I let you taint me and then like you move on because I can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, there's so many red flags in this. But she, like, mm-hmm. has to, like, he keeps, like, trying to spend time with her, and she keeps, like, talking him down and, like, chasing him away, essentially, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. she, he doesn't get too over-familiar and can mm-hmm. save herself for the wedding night. And, and like, you know what also is really interesting is that this whole, like, confession, this whole wedding, this whole proposal was done under this tree that 
immediately after was struck by lightning and destroyed. Yeah, I wonder. I wondered if that really happened or if that was just kind of like an artistic license thing. Well, oh come on. <laughs> because like her, there's so much in her life that is just like so convenient, and like <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, like every single time anything bad happens, it's storming. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Like, it's always like raining or like crowd, like cloudy, or it's storming. When she's about to make a bad decision. So you you mentioned before there's like a lot of gothic elements. I wonder if that kind of just got added in like afterwards. I I mean. To kind of like, I don't know, like liven it up a little. Spook it up, yeah. I feel like there's not a lot that happens, honestly, in this book. Mm -hmm. I mean, as Uh, uh, a tree getting struck by lightning, that's pretty exciting. I mean, that that happens like every time lightning strikes, though. It either hits a person or it hits a tree. Or a house. Nope. Better the house. Never than houses. Nope. Just trees. Never <laughs> Just trees and people. Uh, if, it's, so, if you think it hit the house, it actually hit the tree behind the house. Mm, I see. Or the person behind the house. Or the person that's standing on top <laughs> yeah, of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a roofer. Um, so, so you're right. Like, Jane, in this effort to preserve her herself and her integrity again... You know, re- refuses to marry him immediately, refuses to sleep with him immediately. So a month later, after he tries very hard to shower her in gifts that she does her very best to refuse over and over and over and over again. She's like, I'm too ugly for these clothes you keep trying to buy me or something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't... She's like, yeah, it's like putting, you know, like... Pearls like, before swine, or exactly, yeah, yeah. Like she's like, it's not, it's, it's wasting your time. That seems, I don't know. I felt like that was a real dick move on her part. Cause he's he's trying to be nice. He's trying. He's got money. She doesn't have money. He's trying to share this mm-hmm. with her. It seemed like he was trying to just be like one of the few times he's genuinely being like a nice guy and trying mm-hmm. to take care of her. And she's just like, no. But if that's the only way that he knows how to be nice to people is by putting diamonds on them. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And that does seem to be like the one that's thing that he track knows how record. to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think like for Jane, knowing about, you know, Celine, mm-hmm. I don't blame her for being uh, really reluctant or you know, holding Her whole relationship back. is just nothing but red flags. It's, exactly. It's, I can't trust you. I can't, I can't believe you. You're 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 unthinkingly cruel. You're thinkingly cruel. It's <laughs> it's rough. Like I don't, I did not understand why. I mean, like this is the 1800s, and he does have like money, but she like talks mm-hmm. about trying to marry him for love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, like this is her writing her own autobiography, so she's got the license to change <laughs> things, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like. Oh, man, I just could not find a like. Maybe she was just secretly a gold digger, and like just getting in there with that money. The appeal for Mister Rochester and the appeal for a lot of the men that are in these kind of romances from this time lies in like their the chemistry, like between the two main characters. 
and their like the banter of their relationship and how they can keep up with one another and like from a reader's perspective that's really interesting and it's it's fun to read those banters and get on to like one side or the other but yeah in real life you can't build a relationship on just banter well this is like sorry this is like banter you can have banter mm-hmm. but without this is like without the cruelty there's like an inherent mm-hmm. cruelty in him and I think even more so than the cruelty, which is obviously a a big a big element of it, but the um, the lying, like I was said, like I said before, you know, his entire persona and like up until the very very last second, he's just lying out through yeah. his teeth. There's no, it's all lies. It's lies the whole way down. Right, and so eventually they finally you know, go to the church to get married and, you know. Oh, so they did have the speak now or forever hold your peace. And there's specifically a line where she thinks to herself, that's stupid. No one ever says their peace. And then a dude stands up and gives his peace. And it's the (laughs) biggest peace. It's the biggest peace. Turns out that he, as we've said, he's still married and his wife is still alive, as proven by Mr. Mason, um, Bertha's brother. And finally, Mr. Rochester's like, well, you know, my lie has been exposed. Might as well show it to you so you can all feel sorry for me. Brings everyone in the town up yeah, to... He says, feel sorry for me. He's mm-hmm. locked a woman in the attic for years. Mm-hmm. And he and he says even that she has days, weeks, and months of lucidity. Mm-hmm. It, but he, still, he doesn't let her out. Mm-hmm. She's just lucid in a cage. And I think keeping you in a cage doesn't help those moments of lucidity Mm-mm. to show up or stay. Mm-hmm. He even says, like, look, I'll throw her away even more than I already have if you marry me. I will continue to be cruel to this woman I no longer love if you'll stick around. <laughs> and I guess we won't be married, but, like... Right. We and so this fuck? is this is Mr. Rochester's uh alternative plan. Of course, legally he cannot marry Jane anymore and everyone knows it. So yeah. he says, "Marry me like in name and just hang around. My wife will my wife, if you want to call my her wife. that, is just going to be upstairs. Don't worry about her. Uh, we can just, just pretend that we're, we're we can just pretend that we're married. And Jane's like, um, strong no. And you know I what? think this is great integrity move from Janet. Jane, Jane, Janet's number one like strength move is like, her being like, you know what? No. Mr. Rochester, you just said the most fucked up thing I, I ever heard. <laughs> Later. Gone. She, like, holds up in bed for a few days. And she's like, why did no one ever talk to me? And then she opens the door and he's there because he didn't want people to, like, 
talk to her because he's got to mm-hmm. be like controlling who she speaks and so he can get his uh little and he's fantasy. like why aren't you crying <laughs> which i was like excuse you like fuck you mr rochester and she's like Ugh. i'm hungry and so she goes to get food and basically it's just like nah this is not gonna work and in the dead of night basically sneaks out and walks away Catches a cab, like off the like hitches a, cab a, hitches a ride. She did do she did do the dumb out. thing though and say where uh, she le- where she, she left did two her. dumb things. She did she two, did dumb two very dumb things. She's yeah. like, hey, how much to the next town? He says thirty bucks. She says I only got twenty bucks, which is all the money she had. He's mm-hmm. going to town anyway. He'll take mm-hmm. whatever amount of money you have available. Mm-hmm. So you just say I've only got twelve. And then you got eight yep. bucks left. So she gets in this cab, just starts going in a direction, just trying to get as far away from Mr. Rochester as possible. Good she gets dropped off at the, she gets dropped off at this town. Does an unimaginably stupid thing, leaving all of her money and belongings in the cab as it drives away. That's gone forever. Like, um, how do you even do that? You have I, nothing I can with understand. you. She's... She has nothing. How do you leave that there? You've never left your, your phone somewhere? No. <laughs> I mean, I've okay, never left okay. my phone anywhere, but I've, like, I've left, like, a shopping bag or whatever. Okay, if you only... Okay, if you're, like, carrying... If she had, like, a backpack and a suitcase, and she had her purse with her, and she had, like, some <laughs> notes in her pocket... Her leaving something would be fine. I could understand it. It's a she's she's gone through. She a had one very stressful. One she had package. her purse. She had her purse essentially. It had a few papers in it. It didn't even have her money because she gave all of her money away. She just had her purse. She and had then like she a, just like a like a it. necklace that she was like gonna she could have possibly sold, but that's gone. And so then you've got Jane's three day. Uh, stint of homelessness where she was like still kind of prideful like mm-hmm. she wouldn't like debase herself for like mm. food and not even like debase it like just like selling it on the street for a, a, a roll but like mm-hmm. she wouldn't like she didn't like try to sell her clothing until the next day right it was mm-hmm. day two and she's like so day one, she's like, maybe I could sell my gloves and kerchief. And then, like, the next day, she's like, okay, fine, I'll try it. Like, she's still got this, like, her pride is what, like, set her away from Mr. Rochester. That's a really good move, her integrity. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, unwilling to do, like... What like, she doesn't, she doesn't, She doesn't want to, like, knock on the door and say, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, do you just have, like, a crust I can have? And then, no? Okay, next door. Okay, Mm -hmm. next door. Okay. So she, Mm -hmm. like, waits three days before she tries to knock on a door. Mm -hmm. That's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I've been camping. Yeah, that kind of... I've been camping, and I've not had food for, like, a day. Uh And there's a point where you're like, I will do a lot of things right now (laughs) if I could get... And, like... I live in the modern times where uh-huh. I get a I get probably a little too much food every day. <laughs> being on like 
on like 1800 servant rations, mm-hmm. there's not very many days you can go without eating. Mm-hmm. I think, though, Jane felt like martyred, oh, though. Like, oh, she we... felt, I think, like, it was a good, good for her. I, I, I again, this <laughs> like might a be kind just of a like self punishment sort of a thing. Oh, you think so? Like a little masochistic, like, this is what I, I deserve. There's, there's, a, there's an element of that, I think, running through it. I think you could convince me of that. Oh, but you know what we forgot to talk about? What? When she when uh, she got a letter that Mrs. Reed was dying. Ooh, yeah. That was um That was a while back. That was, was Oh, that was uh before the wedding, but after yeah. confession, I think. What? Or I thought it was, was right it? before confession. Oh, you're right. It was right before confession during bantery phase. Yes, because she's like, I'm going to be gone for like a couple weeks, and then she ends up being gone a couple months, or a month, like two months maybe, and then he's like freaking out, and like, uh-huh. he doesn't have like the pushback he needs, and I think he's, it it kind of felt a little desperate to me, like he's uh-huh. running out of things to say to uh, Blanche to like push her away, uh-huh. and, uh, but um, she gets a letter uh-huh. from, I believe, Bessie, right? Or she just I meets so, up yeah. with Bessie? Mm-hmm. She, uh, she, she ends up meeting Bessie for sure, and they go to Mrs. Reed's, and uh, we find out that John got himself in with a wrong crowd, and he he drank and smoked and whored and gambled away all yeah, of his he gambled uh, away money, like all of the money, mm-hmm. and then killed himself mm-hmm. uh, out of I guess guilt or just like absolute desperation. hopelessness, desperation, yeah. any of those. A very a very weak. Uh, Bad end. Yes. For sure. For a, for a terrible dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave uh, Mrs. Reed a stroke. Because I think mm-hmm. it was implied that John was her favorite. And uh-huh. as the oldest male, I mean, that's probably, that's just probably how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, all the family's money is gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miss Reed is, like, delirious and uh, doesn't really recognize Jane when she walks in. I don't remember. She either didn't mm-hmm. recognize her initially or like did and then kind of forgot Bra- like halfway mm-hmm. through the conversation. It was one of those two. But like uh, her other cousins, uh, the two girl cousins, the one who's mm-hmm. the party animal and the one who goes to be in a convent mm-hmm. are there. And they're very, um, I don't think there was ever any apology for the behavior in the past. Oh no. Uh, and there was just kind of like indifference. Mm-hmm. To like Jane, and also that their mother was dying. <laughs> yeah, was, like, just a complete lack of concern. Exactly, and and I think Jane's looking at it like, "Wow, you guys just suck. I'm so much better than you guys." <laughs> I've well, like suffering, like that'll put a couple layers on your personality. Oh, and, sure. And uh, Jane's done that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think one of them even was like. Ugh. Won't she just die so that I can go party so with our other family members? So I can go back to partying, members? yeah. Like, oh my god, what a bitch. <laughs> um, but... And, like, you need you need those characters as, you know, foils. But, yeah, I, I just loved how they were both so shitty in different ways. And how the one just, like, gave the other just this lecture about how she was going to hell. And how she needs to plan out her entire day by the hour. And Jane's just like, what are you talking about? You're way too far in the other way, cousin. <laughs> yeah, these just like on either end of this like just not good people spectrum. 
like not people you want to hang out like be related to mm-hmm. well you don't want to go to the family function but i think at that point jane gets word that she has living relatives right no no that's not quite how it goes so miss reed tells her right that uh, a relative was dying and wanted to leave money to her mm-hmm. so miss reed while uh jane was like Ooh, i think right. 15 was like no jane died typhus jane Lowood died of typhus sucks. Lowood. sucks bro oh well right because i think jane's going into this and as the reader you're going into this thinking oh you know, Mrs. Reed's calling Jane to her bedside and she's to going apologize. to, you know, because of guilt and she's going to apologize. But actually that never happens. She's no, guilty she... for telling someone that she was dead. And she even doubles down saying, I always hated you. I still I did what hate I you. Could, yeah. You Jane's were like, such a cut can... to me, Jane <laughs> like, Jane's like, we can get over this if you want. And she's, she's like, like, no. no. I'm going to let it fester on my deathbed. Which, you know, that's kind of, you know what, I respect that too. Yeah, like, I expect that commitment, but... like who Everyone hates a uh, deathbed, uh, uh, was it deathbed confessional or whatever? <laughs> dashboard confessional. Yeah, dashboard. Yeah, everyone hates a dashboard confessional. Uh, but yeah, I was like, you know what, she's sticking to her guns and I can at least respect that, Mrs. Reed. Uh, yeah, and then it just takes months for her to actually die. Oh, I didn't think it took all that long. I think like the. Well, I mean, the, it wasn't the, that. That's why she was there for so long. I thought the. I thought like getting her like funeral and affairs in order what took forever. Mm-hmm. It might have been both. It's been a, it's been a few days. Um, but like she's there. She's missing for like uh like a month or two months. She's like, gone for a couple of months. Yeah, be. and Mister Rochester was not pleased. And uh, she's, like, sending letters out to, uh... so she's sending letters out to, like, her family to try to, like, let them know that she's alive. <laughs> right, right, right. So she did send the letter saying that she was actually not dead. Um, so, so, so that's cut that. back to cut back to her starving. This might actually, like, be indicative of, like, Jane kind of, like, massaging the facts on her story. <laughs> so, like, if she had, like, gotten word from her family and found out where they were, it would make a lot more sense. Like, on day three of her, like, starvation martyrdom in this other mm-hmm. town, she says, hey, please. She, like, looks in someone's window like a creeper. And she, <laughs> and she sees, like, sees two them. people, like, by a, by a fireplace, you know, like, reading German and uh, looks so nice and warm and, wow, I wish I could be there. And she... She knocks on the door and she's like, "Please, I'm so hungry. Can I just talk to the pe- the nice ladies in there learning German and let yeah. them like let me into their house?" And the 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 maid's like, "No, get out of here. You can't, don't try to invade our home, you burglar." Uh-huh. And, Which is uh, fair. You know what? That is fair. Um, you can at least throw a crusty piece of bread at a girl, but uh, I mean, she's been sleeping outside for a few days. She's got to be like covering like mud yeah um, she was yeah it had been uh, like raining it's england I mean, they're always raining out there um <laughs> yep so she's about to leave and like sintjin shows up and he's like what's oh, yeah, the in what's the voice in and uh he lets her in because he's like super okay, religious okay. bro christian man mm-hmm. this is what the this is what, do a good turn uh mm-hmm. so if her letters were like moved up a few months. Mm-hmm. 
because she's there. This this family is only thirty miles away, or something like that. Not very mm-hmm. far at all. So if the, her letters were in actuality moved up a little bit, so she already knew where they were. Mm-hmm. All these fucking coincidences that lined up perfectly to get her to her other cousin's house, where they're all learning German, and mm-hmm. Saintjen is a super mm-hmm. Christian dude, would make mm-hmm. a lot more sense. And mm-hmm. I bet that's what happened. Now that like I'm thinking about the narrative, I bet like were this to be a, a real life thing. Yeah, I think she, uh, I think she massaged it in like in the book that she published to make herself seem less duplicitous. Well, it's also a really great uh, twist, right? Oh, these people that I've been like, wow, I really get along with them. Oh my god, they we're look like me, sisters. What? Yeah, how come all their That's cousins like, are my name? They're they're it's a classic, uh, you know, trope. I feel like. Yeah, but this is like real life. <laughs> tropes don't work in real life. So I think... Well, tropes I, gotta I come kind of, from somewhere, right? Yeah, from stories. <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to accept that she just like stumbled in a direction for miles and then walked into her cousin's front living room. Yep. Like that's so out of control. Mm-hmm. So... So well, maybe she hadn't like reached out to them, but at least found out where they were, right? Right. And I mean, you could give it like, oh, I was like, I didn't know exactly where they were because I don't have a Google Maps. And I just like went out into the countryside hoping that I would run into them. And luckily I did. Yeah. And yeah. So maybe that's anyway, what, maybe that's so, what uh, all the third three days was about. Just finding out the right house, staring into the right windows at night. So she's she's out there, you know, basically what happens. She's out there. She gets this kind of... They, they help her get a job uh, teaching um, in a school. She kind of likes it, but she's like, uh, I feel like I could do better than this. Um, yep. But she that, committed. It was so. so little to me that I kind of forgot that that even happened. And yeah, she's only, she's only there for a little bit before Sinjin comes and he's like, Hey, I have some news. Um, I heard about this person. Sound familiar? Yeah, it's because it's you and we're related. And also, um, yeah, you, you're you rich now and you have, what was it, 20,000 20, pounds? Yes, yeah, so I, I looked up how much that was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, how much is that like in today's monies? 20 million pounds. Which is how much in regular money? Dollars? <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, twenty Wait, million would be like forty, like thirty million dollars. Twenty. Thirty 20, or forty million dollars. You said twenty million pounds. Yeah, in in now money, it would be twenty million pounds, which is like. Wow, that's yeah, that's twenty five million dollars. Oh, that's only twenty. Oh, Brexit, right? <laughs> yeah. I, so for a long time, it, like for a long time, we just kind of like doubled the amount of money to be a great British pound. But yeah, Brexit that ruined that for them. Uh, a bunch of idiots. Um, uh, if we were reading this book uh, four years ago, it would have been a little different. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I read somewhere you just basically add two zeros, and that's what it is in like modern day money. Okay. Um, so this is, I mean, hey, this isn't just like a. Oh, I've been poor my whole life, but now I can live comfortably. No, this is a lot of money. This is a, this is a stack of bills. This is folding money, man. In a time where everyone has coins, this is folding money. 
so she's like, and what I like about Jane is her first thing is, oh my God, I have family. This is the best thing to ever happen to me. And Sinjin's like, uh, the money? And she's like, you can have $5 million and you can have $5 million. Yeah, splits it between then, the four of them. That's super, that's a classy move. And this whole time I've been like, you know what? I don't really like this Sinjin character. I was like no. trying to figure out like, why don't I like him so much? And I feel like, I just like don't one. I don't understand anything that comes out of his mouth. No. And two, he's just not very nice. No. She's just like he's. I mean, you've got Mister Rochester, who isn't exactly nice, but at least mm. he's interesting. Eh. Eh. But like with Saint John, I'm like, whoa. So Mister. And then he just Go gets ahead. worse. Yes. Saint so, John. Saint John is. A, he's like a user. He only cares about people in uh, the context of how they can he, better his like plans. A hundred percent. So he's like, oh, I, he refuses I, to um, pursue the woman who clearly has feelings for him, and he, he has feelings for her too. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a connection there, and he's like, no, she's not going to go with me on my missionary duties. You're better for it because you're And ugly. literally everyone and everyone in his life smart. is like, you know, you don't have to be a missionary. And he's, and like, he's like, yo, huh? no. I, yeah, do. I do. And he's like, okay, well, now that you have a family and now that you're rich and your life is comfortable, how about you give all of it up, marry your cousin, go with me to India and die. He and she's obviously like, nah, bro. We're f- and she's, no, hey, no, we're no, first yeah. cousins. I'm not going to marry you. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like i don't i'm that's not for me <laughs> was more or less being like that's not that's not gonna work out for me and i think that's where i start really not liking saint john is because he does not take no for an answer he says for oh, months he says essentially she says you're right i'm not gonna do that that's not for me and he goes okay learn hindustani with me and she's like okay i guess he just tells her to do it. And then he starts making her study. And mm-hmm. then she's like, and then at one point she's like, you're treating me so coldly. And he goes, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And you're going to come with me on the mission. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then he's like, why are you learning Hindu then? If you're not going to come on the mission with me and <laughs> like, Oh God, it's, Oh, it's the worst. Oh. And then he's like, okay. He, he tries again. He's like, okay, so you're going to marry me, right? She's like, no. And he's like, yes, you are. She's like, no, I'm not. But because I can't think of anything else to do with my life, I'll go with you to, you know, India. She gives in. And, but I'm not going to be your wife. And he's like, then why would you go? Think about it for five minutes. He get here like he's like I'll let you think about it for fifteen minutes. He gets up, walks like t- ten feet away, sits down on a hill, and then is like watching her and like expecting her to change her mind. And she comes yeah. back. She's like, I didn't change my mind. And he's like, What? Why not? He's like, He's like, I think you need to pray on it. And she's like, I don't think that's what needs to happen. Like. Uh, just a user. Like, you know he would have taken one of his sisters if he thought he could get away with marrying her. Like, like... Uh, like, I was so upset by every single man she talked to. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, was was when he's like, maybe you should pray on it. Was that when she had like the psychic connection to Mister Rochester? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go to London, and then when I come back, you're gonna have changed your mind, and we're gonna get married. And we're gonna go. And she's like, all right, bye, I guess. <laughs> she's like, I gotta right? get out of here. <laughs> and then she's looking out onto the moors and hears Mr. Rochester's voice echoing across the land, which like we said, it wasn't that far away. They might have just heard each other. You know what though? <laughs> now Ugh. that I'm thinking about it. Like she just like looks stage left and there's Thorn- <laughs> Thornwood. <laughs> Like, oh. like if she just goes to like a tall tree nearby, she could see it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And so because she's had this kind of premonition, she's like, I need, I need to go back and at least figure out what happened. Um, she also like promises those girls at the school that she's going to like visit them like once a week. So I don't know how long like, that happened. <laughs> she just like, point out Bye. later i gotta go um, i had a sick go, vision so she goes back and here's where it gets spooky and exciting all right so she goes back to thornfield and she's like i'm not gonna you know ask anyone about it i'm not gonna you know send letters i'm just gonna go and like knock on the door and so she walks up and she's like, wow, these were, this is it. I, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And it was like, what, like a couple months ago, right? Right. And um, she turns the corner and it's gone. It's burned down. Wait, wasn't, I thought she met a guy in a pub who like basically gave you the whole plot of the book again. Yeah, before. yeah, no, no. I think, I think what happens is she saw it burn down and then she went back and she's like, what happened? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Around here is when I accidentally took a nap for like the end of a chapter. She, she, well, here, I'll summarize it for you. Please do. She sees it completely burned down. Everything's gone. She's like, oh my God. Runs back to the, the town. Another, you know, like four hour run. Um, right. Finds the innkeeper and she's like, come with me to my room. And he's like, okay. Uh, she's like, tell me exactly what happened. What happened with these people? And he basically, yeah, summarizes the whole thing. He's like, oh, Miss Rochester. And he like, you know, in case oh my you God, forgot he, in these past he, four chapters. <laughs> this is the, um, <gasps> Oh, Mr. The, Rochester's Poochie. When Mr. Rochester's not on the page, you should be asking, where's Mr. Rochester? <laughs> and then he's also like the worst character. It's perfect. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, The Simpsons. This is this is, this is like the uh, the episode like right before the finale where uh-huh. it kind of summarizes everything, like the one episode in Avatar where they go and see the play about themselves. Oh, that is a really good. That's a really good episode, though. It is a really good episode, and it's also told in a way that that's not what happened. But you're like, yeah. like oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like, okay, so then, you know, oh, he wanted to get married to the governess, but like, oh, that's a little weird, right? But anyway, so they like go to the wedding and turns out, oh my God, he had a wife who was crazy that they kept up in the attic the whole time. Pretty weird. So then the the governess books it, fair. I don't blame her for that one. Heard she was pretty ugly too. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, what happened? And he's like, well. She's pretty slatternly. <laughs> um. 
He's like, well, then, you know, Mr. Rochester, he was just devastated. He would, you know, everything was all uh, crazy, crazy. But then, turns out, I heard the, um, the wife who's been up in the attic the whole time, she's had this, like, uh, this nurse taking care of her. That's a, that job sounds like it pretty much sucked all the time. And I, I don't blame her, but yeah, she had this, like, bottle of gin that she just kept in her skirt the whole time. And, you know, I, again, I don't blame her for drinking that much on the job. I would, too. She's like, anyway, what happened? Wait, and... why, I, I never understood, like, how she, like, could fish the key out of her pocket. Like, why would well... she carry that key to the cage with her all? <laughs> why would that not be, like, in a different room? You're not letting uh, her out. She doesn't get out. You need to get you need to get in to give her food, right? Slide it through the door. <laughs> but anyway, so the, poor the, Grace between school. the bars, just give her a little pie or whatever. Just in, uh, finally enjoying a break from her pretty shitty job um, by drinking gin and passing out, and then the wife stole the key, escaped, and set the entire house on fire. Um, people managed to escape. All, oh no, Mr. Rochester helped all the servants escape. I thought but... that was so out of character. I was like, <laughs> so... I was like, bullshit. Was he even there? He was probably anyway. drunk trying to stumble his way out and just happened to be last in line. He was last out. Um, he gets, a bl- he was, uh, oh, anyway, the wife, and I remember, to be honest, when I was thinking back, I remembered it a lot more dramatic. Oh, yeah? My memory of this happening was that Jane saw it. Oh, really? <gasps> Do you think she actually set the fire? <laughs> and then, like... And... Then I was like, I that's how I remember it. I remember it being like is it I remembered it being like a mean girl's thing. Oh, date with the bus? Like, like did she push her in front of the bus? That Who would be knows? Some, that would be a better story. That she would and, definitely clean up for her autobiography that she right? set that fire. I agree. Just so she can and, she can be because she has to be safe from St. John. St. John. Because he Saint she's mm-hmm. she's got money, but she's not like powerful. He's got land. So mm-hmm. he's going to have be able to, like, kind of, like, as he's already been trying to do, force her into things. Mm-hmm. So she need his, needs protection. She goes to, like, the one person who will have her, kills mm-hmm. the thing that keeps them from getting married, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, in a mysterious fire. In a mysterious... And then like, she... And then she throws herself off the roof of the building. You mean she got pushed mm, off the roof of the building. I don't know what happened. She got, and then uh, Mister uh, Rochester didn't know what was going on, so she makes sure that he, he gets didn't hit see by anything. Some... <laughs> Ooh, that's a good way to put it. Uh, he gets like crushed by some falling debris, or a two by four swung by one Jane Air, <laughs> and like it says, like in the story, his eye pops out. And, Did it pop like, out? Really? Is that what? It yeah, was? it said I like it popped out. out, and then like he got burned <laughs> like a, in that. Like a... What are those dogs that their eyeballs pop out? A pug. Oh, oh a pug. Yeah, yeah. He got pugged in the eye. <laughs> he got and then the <laughs> and then the other one kind of like burned so he couldn't really see out of it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. arm got his right hand got so mangled that the doctors had to cut it Just off. Just chopped it off, yeah. Uh all at the hand I mean... of Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre was that doctor who cut it like... off. 
like I said, that's what I remembered that's a, happening. That's a so much better story. To be honest, yeah. But that's anyway. A, that's 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 the uh, okay. Jane Eyre, she's dead. She can't come back and like refute her autobiography to me. <laughs> that's what happened. I'm gonna write the unauthorized biography of Jane Eyre, where it lays down how she's poisoning uh, Mrs. Reed, and she's uh, constantly like, I don't know, like fucking with John, and that's why he keeps throwing keeps throwing shit at her. I'm gonna write the story. She's gonna be the boss of that girl's school. Uh, <laughs> boss. The yeah. shadow boss that runs the school and and like spreads the typhus spreads the typhus yeah she's oh, gonna no. be the reason the typhus got in there so she could raise awareness and get the money she needs so she can start having pancakes for breakfast instead <laughs> of burned porridge <laughs> so unfortunately that's not what i that's not what was written jane yeah. finds out that you know oh unfortunately the 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 crazy wife jumped to her death and Mr. Rochester, finally she gets this information out of the guy. It's been like four hours. Is has like hold him up, hold himself up in like a little shack out in the mm-hmm. forest somewhere, feeling sorry for himself. It's the best thing so, he does. We feel sorry for himself. <laughs> finally, some uh, some guilt. Um, where she 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 goes to find him. Takes a, a, she kind of pulls one over on him too. Taking a tray and starting to talk to him, and he can't see her. She, they reunite. He's very happy. They rekindle their romance. They get married. She's his eyes. Oh, they have a baby. I like this part. She, they have a baby, and. One day, he can see. Again, that's one of those things where it feels like uh, it feels it feels really uh, convenient. Doctored. Con- yeah. Oh, you know he's been all around Europe hanging out with French and Italians. You know he's doing some freaky stuff with that stump too. What are you talking? About? Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Mr. Rochester and Jane know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but but yeah, he like I agree. There's like a this the the I think I, I don't know. Okay, so maybe she started the fire and like mm-hmm. crippled him, and that is what gets the power dynamic on her side because it says there's yeah, no one more in love than us. I was his eyes, I was his hand, our hearts were entwined. So I she's got now. all the power, all the power. She's got money. Yeah, that's. She's got his money. Jane ends up with her money, his money, his land, all the power in the relationship. Like, And you know when he started being able to see again, she's like, damn, he's going to see these checks I've been signing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She's going to see all those Corvettes I've been buying. Finally. (laughs) She's been reading to him, right? She's like, and today's bills are uh, this much. And there's a, oh, she's it looks like, like you owe me gold. this much. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like uh, three hundred thousand pounds were uh, didn't work on the stock market. And there's just like a gold chair behind her. <laughs> Man, 
She could be yeah, so cool, like, but instead my, we get this version of my, Jane Eyre. My memory of Jane Eyre was so much more spooky and gothic mm-hmm. than on second on second read through. It turned out to be like I remember a lot more. Maybe it's just my memory and like what I remembered and what I just forgot. Completely forgot about the the cousins, um, but I remembered like the spooky laughter and I remembered, you know, oh, uh, Bertha coming in and ripping apart, um, her veil, Jane's veil, her wedding veil. Like those were all the scenes that I remembered. And then this final dramatic fiery, like climax of the story. I remembered her actually being there and being involved, which makes it it a lot more interesting. I think. Well, Blades, we only met each other as uh, full-grown adults. Was this the mm-hmm. kind of thing you might have read, like, in your mid to early teens, like, in bed with a flashlight, like, under the covers, so your parents mm-hmm. didn't didn't know that you were awake at 3 a.m. reading? Uh... Oh, that, you just described my entire childhood, yeah. Yeah, so I, I could see, I did that with a lot of books, too. And those books, I think, like, just the 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 heightened tension of trying to avoid detection <laughs> might have really point. like might have like added to that uh, spooky air because yeah. I got this book read to be by what sounded like a grandma who was able <laughs> to do one and a half voices so uh-huh. I'm basically just listening to a bunch of shitty guys be shitty to a woman and her doing the best she can oh that's an interesting point the uh, heightened well, emotions doing, like, of me reading dishes. my my gothic novels in the dark. It definitely makes it more exciting. But and like, and like I don't to... have a flashlight. I have a lantern now. So if you wanted to like get another gothic book in our in our library here, I can uh, wait until like three AM and like crawl under my No, it's too hot to be crawling under blankets these ooh, days. Yeah, that was the worst part. Okay. For me, it got to the point where my parents would hide batteries because I would just <laughs> Because I would just burn through them with my flashlight. Um, as a, so you started lighting candles. They... Having yeah. candles in your bed. I wanted one of those like flashlights that you could like shake to power up so badly. I was oh. like, this is it. Renewable energy. <laughs> but what you really needed, and what I had, because I was a Boy Scout, and we had that kind of stuff. Headlamp. Uh-huh. Ah, headlamp. Yeah, you're right. Because I would have to hold it. Um, yeah. With like my with my neck and like turn the that, mm-hmm. you either put it in the neck like that and you you get that like that phone neck that doesn't go mm-hmm. away for two days, <laughs> or you like have to like lock your elbow and mm-hmm. then you don't realize that you haven't moved your elbow in four hours and then you did and it's like tearing your arm <laughs> apart because you had it in like so tight. That's uh-huh. what happened to me. And then mm-hmm. like like literal life changing like this light follows me everywhere I go. I know exactly <laughs> what I want to look at. Oh man, if someone had given me a, if I, ah, I should have joined some sort of scout. Oh well. Yeah, 4-H it's didn't give me times. any of that. But... 4-H. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you're right. It's all, I think it also helped uh, my reading of, um, what was it? Dracula. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and plug a, a, a comedian I like by uh-huh. the name of Kyle Kinane. Who uh-huh. is, uh, is reading? Okay. He's reading Dracula, uh-huh. and uh, he's gonna. He says things like, "And then Dracula 
leapt off the ceiling. Like, Whoa, that's pretty tight. It's <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I just like, he's, he dresses up. He gets music. He's got a background. He's on YouTube. It's called um, Public Domain with Kyle Kinane. And uh, sure. unpaid plug. I think. I think if you're interested in that kind of stuff, he does. A I think great it's job. thematically related to our content as well. I feel like Absolutely. people who would enjoy ours might enjoy that as well. Absolutely. If you want to read Dracula, I'll uh, I'll try. Uh. That's fair. <laughs> I hear uh, the women get a very bum deal in that book. Yeah, I'm tired of that. <laughs> uh, sure. So you know, what? Um, Un- oh, unrelated, ahead. but I, I think I would like to try. Um, Frankenstein again. I didn't like it as a as a teen. I thought it was stupid, boring. I didn't like it as a either late teen or early twenty. So I'm, I'll read maybe it I if should, you want. Maybe I should like, give it another twenty years. Um, maybe I don't know. I I've reading these old books like Mark Twain was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. There's like just a, a style. That's why I went for the audiobook in this. I wanted someone to read me his bedtime story. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't like reading 1800s. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll Mary... see. But anyway, maybe speaking of gothic, of my 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 takeaway from Jane Eyre was I liked her integrity. I was impressed with that, but. If I were to rewrite it, it would have been a lot spookier, and the sure. ending would have been a little more uh, open-ended. <laughs> well, I th- I think if I wrote her biography, it would have been more uh, daytime TV with all these uh, secret murders and mm-hmm. uh, like I I don't know what gets someone to write these autobiographies about themselves. I don't know what what level of narcissism you need to have to sit down and write about yourself like that. But mm-hmm. I think it's worthwhile in her case just for how much crazy bullshit coincidence domino her like the last yeah half the of this book windfall is. of twenty five million dollars. It's so it almost seems like fiction, <laughs> but like it's it's it's. I mean, just recording that seems worth it. Everything else, though, nah. You were a teacher. You married a shitty guy. <laughs> It's like everyone does that. <laughs> oh no! But yeah, maybe but, that's so, why people are rewriting them uh, with zombies and stuff. I mean, that feels like that'd make it way more interesting. I like my I like my Black Widow idea personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, so overall, I would say Gordy would give this book a, a thumbs down. <laughs> Her life's, like, just, other than just the sheer coincidence of it, her life is not particularly, like, amazing or interesting. I would give it Needs More Fire. Needs More Fire. <laughs> give me more spooky sounds, put some more I fire want, in I here. I want, I want, yeah, I, it's writing the line of reality. And it should be more spooky. <laughs> commit, commit to the spookiness. I think. Lean into her goth uh, lifestyle. Lean, lean into the goth. Right. Oh, more ghosts, more spooky laughter, and more fire at the end. Make Jane Eyre your small titty goth girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Iconic. Right. 
Iconic. That's so where my, do you... that's my conclusion. All right. So that's been Blades and Gordy's Library for Jane Eyre. Um what's we decided on a book. Do you remember what it's called? We did decide on a book. I don't remember what it's called, but it's going to awaken a lot of my uh uh elementary school uh, horse girl days. So <laughs> Horse Hope girl. you're okay. ready to hear about that. Um, all right, all right, all we're right. gonna read the biography of Laura Ingalls Wilder. We're getting uh, pioneers. We're getting uh, Oregon Trail. We're getting people dying. I'm sure uh, she gets probably, married at some I point. Assume. Um, I think we'll probably get to see some wild animals. We're so gonna hear people. We're gonna people called other people Ma and Pa. Yeah, we're gonna hear Ma and Pa, which will be like great, like with time. a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta get that. Um, you gotta, you gotta really lean in on that W. Come on, uh, Pa. So we've got. You gotta get the sorghum up. Oh, we're go- we're going back to America. Hell yeah! But we're uh, sticking with uh, a a girl. So we've got boy, boy, girl, girl. I think and... I don't know how tenable that like fifty uh, percent breakdown is gonna be, just for how little. I think women get an autobiography or a biography. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll try to maintain it. There's um, a lot of shitty dudes I don't want to read about. Yep. And it's all the same story anyway, right? Yeah. All right. So tune in next time. Uh, again, feel free to uh, offer some suggestions that we'll probably ignore, but will serve as inspiration for our personal choices. Yep. And like, comment, and subscribe on our iTunes page. <laughs> yeah, we have, what, two comments? So I, fun. Love it. I, I was blown away. I was completely flummoxed. That was so cool to see that people had actually rated us. I personally don't you know either of those people, so that was really I, exciting for me. I knew one of them, and the other one's a mystery to both of us, and I'd love to think <laughs> that it's someone who's just stumbled on our library. It's like, these two idiots know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, we certainly don't, but that's not going to stop us. Like, I would... Like, guys, it brings us such delight that you uh, rate these. Oh, maybe we should read them next time. Let's read them. Let's start off next time with reading them. <laughs> it's going to be a real short one. <laughs> exactly. It won't take much time at all. But if you want to make up new accounts and uh, leave leave us voice, uh, leave us messages on we there. We might even read them. That'd be pretty fun, I think. Okay, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll plan it out better next time and we'll do that. <laughs> mm. uh, every every episode, just, we'll just get better and better. Yeah, we'll figure out what we're doing eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been Gordy. And this is Blades. And I guess we're signing off. See you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Blades and Gordy.